0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.
1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer.
0: Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet.
1: Gamble Responsibly, one 1800 858 858
0: Well, here in Leeds, welcome back to SENZ, Brendan McCullum. It's, uh, I was pondering that of all the things that you've changed in your life most recently, perhaps the most acute would be not waking up early for breakfast radio.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's a blessing in disguise. Really. It's just starting to get used to uh, the life of being a radio or breakfast radio host getting up at four o'clock in the morning. and into the studio at 4:30, but funny how things work out, and uh, yeah, very grateful for the opportunity that I've got at the moment. Um, but I'm sure at some stage, hopefully, we'll get back to the to the old world as well.
0: Well, you know what it's like in SENZ world. A big part of our uh, lives is audience interaction. So I've got a few questions coming in from what we've got on the text, uh, and uh, and from what you've experienced the last couple of weeks in the England job. There was huge interest when you seemingly emerged from nowhere. Did you detect that uh, that people were kind of slightly shocked that oh, actually? Brendan McCullum, what a great fit. Didn't expect him.
1: Uh, look, to be honest, I didn't read a great deal of it. Um, for me, it was it was very much go through the process of the decision. Um, once once I'd kind of gone through the whole uh, process of applying and, and the interviews etc. And then when they offered me the job, I was I was kind of like, well, it's it's real now. Um, so I just had to make sure that it was the right fit for uh, for for myself and and our family and our situation. And look, the challenge is a big one, um, no doubt. A uh, couple of weeks in the job, I, I've got to say that the gamble was was worth it so far um, because the guys have been so receptive to what we've, um, what we've asked them to do and feel very fortunate to be in a position where uh, this team was ready for change and the type of change that hopefully I can bring in alongside the skipper and, and Ben Stokes, I think it's quite a nice fit.
0: Did anything clinch it when you were going through your deliberations of, yeah, I actually want to do this? Yeah, look, I'm I'm a guy who likes
1: quite a meaty kind of challenge, and to me, if you're going to change your life for something, then you want it to to have enough of uh, enough of risk involved to Mm. to want to make it all worthwhile. Um, Where England sit current, well, where they sat, I mean, take over the job at the start was was ready for change and and needing change, and look, I'm a huge fan of Test cricket. I think Test cricket's in a situation where. um, needs England to be strong, um, to really not just sustain but also to thrive and, and that's the job at hand. It's somewhat fanciful to think that, that that you're able to do that but if you don't think you can then you wouldn't take the job on and, and, uh, and that's certainly what's in front of us.
0: Yeah, it felt like a big challenge. I mean they were flat as attack through the Australian summer and over in the Caribbean. You could detect that watching them play. Was that part of it too? Sort of. I, I suppose there are some similarities to the New Zealand team you took over back in 2013—a fairly low ebb—and seeing a, a similarity uh, to or similar opportunity here.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think you know when when someone when a team or organisation is ready for change, then you've got the ability to to make significant change and make it quickly because you can bring in some pretty simple methods. For me, it's not about adding stuff; it's about taking things away. Mm. I like to try and uh, take as much pressure and stress off guys as possible and allow them to quiet in their minds and go out there and do what they love doing which is playing cricket and, and representing their country and um, you know I think that's my skill set um, I can be incredibly belligerent when it comes to sticking to to that kind of message and that that brief as well and I think that resonates with players too so you're very fortunate these guys have been fantastic so far not just uh, great fellas but there's some serious talent in their dressing room as well and hopefully over the next little while we'll see it continue to develop and, and continue to, to get better and perform on the big stage.
0: There was probably no prouder black captain you through your playing career. Did that feed into it or was there any response from the New Zealand cricketing community uh, that was uh, a fraction on the caustic side?
1: Uh, look, I'm sure there was um, to a degree and I think first and foremost I am incredibly patriotic as well. I, yep. I gave sort of 15 years of my life to to the black cap and I, I feel as if I left it in a better position than I found it. Um, I've got a lot of uh, lifelong friends in that dressing room that we've been playing against and guys who have also represented that side before and um, you know the, it was somewhat difficult at this but at the same time you know you've got a holistic view of where this game needs to go mm. and um, and I'm still very much there for those guys when they need an opportunity as well as a mentor as a friend. Um, but my job is to ensure that England are at the top of the tree when it comes to test cricket and, and that means that you've got to be competitive against New Zealand as well and, and I'm sure that they have learned some lessons in this series which uh, they'll, they'll look to try and improve on um, and, and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully my involvement has had some sort of positive impact
0: on this series also. Speaking of mentors, as a coach, who do you look to as people you can draw inspiration from?
1: I've got a couple of guys. Obviously, there's lots of people that I've had the opportunity to um, cross paths with over the years who have left uh, lasting impressions on on you um, as not just a, a player and, and a captain, but also now as a coach. But I've got to say, um, Stephen Fleming to me is a, a tremendous mentor. He's one of my one of my best friends and and, and a great mentor. And he's an incredible cricketing mind. And uh, and I often bounce a lot of stuff off him. Uh, Ricky Ponting when we get the opportunity to catch up yep. as well. Very like minded people, and um, he's got again a, a wonderful cricketing mind. And obviously, the late um, Shane Warne was someone who I think we shared a pretty similar philosophy in terms of the simplistic nature of, of how cricket should be played. And
0: Monnington, sure, guys have fun while they're here. Going into that dressing room at Nottingham, a tea break, day five, eight or nine days ago, Ben, folks who's an interesting character as well, how you brought him through in the last few weeks. But he described it as a William Wallace-style speech, <laughs> which made them believe it didn't matter if they lost. I was really interested in that quote. You, you gave them the belief that if you go out there and have a crack here and you don't succeed, that you'll be at peace with that. Can you talk us through that philosophy?
1: Yeah, look, I don't want to go too much into kind of what we, what we see because it's very much sure. sacred in the, in the dressing room. <laughs> but, um I was just echoing the, the sentiments of the skipper really, his messaging yep. has been incredibly powerful and, and simple in, in trying to remove the fear of failure and in the end uh, we've played some really good cricket throughout the series, we we're lucky in the, in, at times that things have gone our way, um, but there's moments in test matches, there's moments in series, there's moments in careers where you've got to be strong enough to stick to what the plan was initially and just because there's more at risk uh, there's more on the table, um, you shouldn't walk away from that. And and that was very much the message is to go out there and try and win, lads. That's what we're here for. We've yep. done well. Even if we get beat, we've played a good game of cricket. If someone's able to stand up to us and beat us when we throw everything at them, then you've got to be content with that. And that was very much the messaging. And look, the guys, they've, they've been fantastic. I couldn't have asked for a, a more receptive dressing room um, than than what we've had in the last two test matches. And put a lot of that down to the skipper, actually. Um, I think he's... Uh, his way and his methods are very much aligned to mine. Um, and so when your messaging is from both angles, you ca- your coach and your captain, I think it it uh, is able to resonate a lot more often um, and, uh, and with a lot of authenticity, um, which is able to permeate right throughout the group. So that was a, a little snapshot of what was said. It's not always going to work. When you get beat at some point as well, trying to play the same method. Mm. But that's what's going to give us our greatest chance to ensure that England is competitive. And, and England is, is able to be at the top of the tree in Test cricket, which ultimately will allow Test cricket to hopefully um,
0: continue to thrive. A lot's been made of that leadership axis of McCullum and Stokes and how you uh, have a lot of similar energy about the way you, you see the game and thus why the dressing room might have been more receptive to it, having the two of you there. There's a lot of made around leadership duos around the world too, isn't there, in, mm. in Test cricket about a coach and a captain and the relationship there. I mean... You and Stokes, do you feel that that, that he is the perfect captain for you as coach?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and perfect timing as well. To be fair, um, I think where Stokes is at in his career, where he's at in his aspirations as a leader, and, and where he sees this team where it needs to go and what it, what it requires um, aligns beautifully to his personality and and also into to mine. And you know, I think we the danger probably was that we would be too similar, um, but I think both of us have got such motivation to try and improve the side that we give and we take in areas that we need to and we try and um, ensure that we surround ourselves with some leaders within the group as well both on the field and also you know around your support staff and and the like who are able to maybe fill in some of the gaps where we may not be as strong as well so understanding that we're not the perfect products either Mm. but I think being able to bounce off each other and to also push each other towards the danger as well because sometimes even you have doubts you know and if you've but if you're able to have that filtering system between both the captain and the coach, and to remain on task with what we're trying to achieve and the direction that we want to go, then I think it gives you a more, it gives you a better chance of ensuring that there's consistency with that message.
0: You said before that you think world cricket requires a strong England Test team, and. I suppose related to that, you've got an opportunity here to make Test Cricket more attractive, more broadly. Do you sense that, that as coach, and between you and Ben, you can do a lot of good for, for World Cricket, Test Cricket specifically?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Look, I know it sounds pretty lofty to say that that's what your ambitions are at the outset, but I don't see a problem with that. I think Test Cricket needs it. I think the game's been around for 100 years, and it's been amazing. Um, but society's different now. Society it wants things more instant. It wants things... Uh, quicker and test cricket maybe isn't as significant in some countries as it once was so for us it's a matter of trying to ensure that test cricket is still sexy and, and people want to watch it and, and for that to happen I genuinely believe England with the, the history of, um, of, of the game here and, and, and also the support base that it has throughout this country as well and, and where it also sits at, at the table of big players in international cricket. If England is strong, then test cricket's got a real chance of of, striving and, uh, of thriving and, and being successful. And, and that's what's in front of us. And to do that, you've got to play an attractive brand of test cricket. And you've got to be prepared to lose sometimes to be able to try and play that style and, and to win test matches. And to, to win not just fans which are already there, but to also encourage new fans to come watch us play test cricket. Yeah,
0: because I mean, cricket in England's got a reputation as being careful, cautious, conservative. What you're doing is something quite different to that. You're going to have to take the public on that journey with you too. You've got the dressing room, but there's a, a bigger picture at play as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's what the responsibility and you've got to be very careful you don't try and uh, coerce people into your way of thinking. You've got to do it with authenticity. You've yep. got to go out there and try and play and let your your actions speak for the words that you've you've said at the outset and, and that's what's in front of us. Uh, there's also a lot of planning and preparation which goes into it. It's not just a now out gung-ho approach. There's times where We will have to absorb pressure and we've got to be smart enough and intelligent enough to identify those moments and then also act when those moments are at play to be able to stay in the game before you can start to transfer pressure on opposition side so there's you've got to be a little careful around some of your messaging there um that it's not just a, a cavalier type of approach when the time comes when the pressure's on and the game's in the balance we will be prepared to be positive and to take those positive options and and hopefully more times than not that will result in success.
0: As was the case here in Leeds back in twenty fifteen at a test victory, <laughs> you had a, a fairly big hand in. Good memories returning to Headingley over the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The sun's been shining here as well for yep. three days in a row, which is very rare they tell me. But it's it is, it's Headingley's a, a really cool ground and there is some memories there. That was one of my favourite series to play in actually. Um, the one all draw Obviously see Stokes' performance <laughs> at at Lord's and in a game which I was incredibly proud of the New Zealand team we scored 700 runs and took 20 wickets and we got beaten, that happens sometimes but what a spectacle it was. We came here needing to win the second game, we threw caution to the wind to achieve it. I think we scored at four and a half and over. Uh, we forced the game, we, we forced the situation and we were able to be successful but it was a great series to be a part of and, and
0: Leeds certainly played its part in that so it's nice to be back here. All bet. in uh, in the different balcony. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Brendan McCullum, great to have you back on SCNZ. Congratulations on what you've achieved already in the England job and and best of luck for the week ahead. Thank you very much. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.